I am Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 107th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. Chaos Unleashed. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. Hi, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, Speaks in Sweet Whispers. He is a Theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in Memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi, my name is George. I am playing William Grows Matrices. He is a Foster and Arun of the Glasswalkers. Last time, the packs continued their journey through the world of Flux moving through in a skyward city as birds had internal conflicts and being oppressed by bald eagles. The packs went in and destroyed the oppressors with their claws and fangs before being dropped off into a world where cannonballs fell from the sky, meeting other humans and seeing that giants were playing shot put. Through the cleverness of Dimitri Howells in memory, he shifted his body to be as tall as these giants to speak with them, believing that the giants had been poisoning the tiny people. Upon further inspection, they found that it was a fungus protecting, its, protecting the host trees that the tiny people were feeding from. The packs moved on and then entered a strange forest. Creatures of various elements, trees the same, and the lands of flux and their full chaos behind them and before them more of the weaver's threads. Moving through the strange forest as trees of water of crystal, of shimmering fire, mesh with birds, insects, deer, mountain lions, and even wolves of various materials moving, shimmering, combining, and separating again, though there seems to be almost a half order here, a half being of existence as creatures move away out of fear. You hear a horrid cry on the horizon. Cora and Will, you notice that your shifting is slowed down, as has yours, Kyle. Cora, you now shapeshift every Two turns. William and Kyle, you shapeshift every ten. Reckon we should have a look. Yeah. So, you guys start to follow it as the creatures of this realm start to jump away, though some have slowed down. As you see a creature of fire trying to crawl away as its body slows and slows and slows until it stops. As if crystallized in time and space. Keegan, could Mark give a uh, intelligence occult roll to see maybe to see to figure out where they are? Maybe, maybe this is a crossing of uh, Weaver and Flux. Here, give me intelligence occult diff seven. So you are aware that whatever's happening to this fire creature is very similar, if not exactly like the calcification that happens when Weaver spirits try and impose stasis on others. This place is still very much flux, but there are weaver energies here that should not exist here. And that is made clear with the slowing of the shape-shifting of your companions, as well as the fact that there is at least a half logic to this place. Mark will relay this information with a little bit of added concern to, uh, the, the weaver making its way into the flux. I guess we'll continue looking for this machine. Is it, is it the flame spirit that was crying out? No. Okay. Let's take a look at the machine. Um, but on our way over to the machine, I'm gonna ask Will if, uh, since this looks so much like the weaver invading flux and imposing its own order on it, from your experience as a glasswalker, do you know anything about this? Is, is there anything we can to stop it it's it seems like fighting the the weaver with six people and that seems impossible so i don't know much about this place this is like two gods fighting each other as you move along or as you're talking 
this creature comes out. Its body is crafted of metal and crystal, and within it, you see the swirling bits of infinity. The creature is crazed as you see order containing chaos within, as it strikes violently, and the force of the infinite within it shoots through the crystalline arm as it shoots out in all directions and starts to crystallize this place. As the creature looks at you and gives out a massive howl of rage and anger initiative. What form am I in? Let's find out. You're in Hamid. Luckily, you can change that. You're in Lupus. Fantastic. I can't remember what form I was in. I want to say you're Lupus. In not... You're in Krynos. Oh, okay. th- you're in Krynos, but you're the same height as your Hamid. You have one less strength. All right. I remember now. All right. Mark, what are you doing this round? I think that's a good strategy, actually. I'm going to pretty much be at the ready with a mother's touch for anybody that needs it. You have to, mm, you okay. have to pick who you'd mother's touch and just hope okay. you guess right. All right. I'll, I'll mother's touch Korra. Okay. Zeb. Battle Mandala. All right, Dimitri. I'm gonna use distractions on the Chaos Beast. Oh, you sure you don't want to use it on any of your party members? <laughs> you can lay on the bed. I'm I'm pretty sure I don't. Okay. All right, okay. Kyle. Uh, so I'm going to spend two rage, uh, three rage. I'm going to transform to Krynos, activate Parabellum, and uh, claw once and dodge. All right. William? I am going to... Fuck. I don't have much rage. I think Not I'm just yet. going to spur claws. Just so spend right. a point of rage to uh, spur claws. And... Oh, I also get a point of rage for entering combat. So I'm going to spur claws and dodge. Okay. The Chaos Beast is going to spend three points of rage. It is going to... Claw Korra, use Reality Punch on Korra, and Reality Punch on William. And then, let me see, dodge or another attack? Let's see, we'll make it random. And it's gonna dodge. All right, Korra? I'm gonna dodge so that when it hits me, um, and then I wanna, I, I guess I'll spend a rage to shift to Krynos as best as I can and spend two more rage to claw him twice. So, you shift to Krynos, roll your attack, please. Yes. All right, that's two roll over. You do one point of aggravated damage as your claws strike and the crystals start to chip just a little bit. And my second claw attack. All right, that's uh, seven roll over. All right, that's six damage. Nice. It's attacking you first, Korra. So I believe you must dodge. Okay, so you successfully dodge out of the way as the claw smashes into the ground. It then changes tactics as a separate arm grows, punches, and I need you to roll willpower difficulty eight. All right, you are able to keep your form locked into place as it makes a reality punch towards William. William, roll willpower difficulty eight, please. All right, four successes, so it can't do anything super overt, but it does do something very bad. As it punches you, William, all of your hair turns into snakes and the snakes start biting you. You take one point of lethal damage every turn and must make a stamina roll every turn or take one point of aggravated damage due to venom. Okay. It's diff six though, so you can just hold it off pretty easy. It's just an extra stamina roll. Yeah. Right, but no. the lethal but the lethal damage is automatic because you can't really right. dodge snake hair. <laughs> you can <sighs> you can prevent this if, or you can reduce the damage if you decide to take a point uh, or two points of lethal damage to literally rip your scalp off. I'm in Glabro, so it would be all over my body. Yeah, but the biggest the biggest snakes are on your head, so I would rule it as. Okay. <laughs> but that'd be next turn anyway. Right. Okay. All right, and that is the Chaos Beast's turn. All right, William, it successfully dodges out of the way of your claw. All right. Next is Kyle. So would you say? Has this thing fallen from its purpose? I feel like it's doing its purpose, but it's just insane. 
while doing it? I would say it has fallen from its purpose because it is both a chaos spirit and a weaver spirit. Hence why it's so insane. Okay, wonderful news. Then I will also spend a willpower to activate Fangs of Judgment. Perfect. And I will roll for clawing. So two rollover. All right, as you strike and your claws graze across the crystal, doing nothing as a swirling infinity within it seems to hiss at you and the crystal body itself rebuffs you. Dimitri. The difficulty depends on the chaos beast willpower. 10. Okay, great. Nothing. Oh, all right. All right. Battle Mandala. As you create the bubble, you notice that lots of the spirits are starting to weaken, but this one is not. It's as if its crystal body has given it a shield in a way against Battle Mandala. Oh, good. Its essence is locked within, so to speak. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. All right, Mark. What I want to do actually right now is I want to change tactics to use Spirit Snare on the uh, creature. All right, spend a point of willpower and roll willpower difficulty eight, please. You succeed. And then I'm going to use Spirit Snare on him. All right. As you strike with your Spirit Snare, it strikes and the crystalline once again preserves its spiritual nature within, making it immune to spirit-specific gifts. Hmm. Okay. All right. Mark, what are you doing this round? Uh, I want to use one to use Mother's Touch on William. If he's going to be doing that uh, mm-hmm. scalp scrape thing to get rid of that too lethal on him. Sure. Well, he's also going to get bit by his snakes. Yeah, that too. So <laughs> we, want to, we want to heal him. Yeah, yeah. Zeb? All right. I'm going to spend two rage. One to shift Krenos. Uh, that extra action will be to dodge. I'll at least support here for that furl gnarl because if one of us fails, maybe the other will succeed to get William through. Okay. All right. Dimitri? I'm going to go in with that furl gnarl. Awesome. Kyle? I'm going to spend two rage, one to dodge, and then two claw attacks. Okay. William? I will scalp myself and then fern all the target by holding action until Dimitri and Zeb's turn. All right. The reality beast, or the chaos beast, is going to spend a point of gnosis and use its power as its body shifts. The crystal becomes even more rigid almost perfect a perfect geometric shape for a brief instant and it will use mass calcification on all of you all right cora i am going to also use a dodge and two claw attacks all right make your two claw attacks all right that's all roll over seven damage Great, core make your second attack it's all roll over all right so that is Eight damage. Your points. Point of rage. As the spirit's body starts to shatter, its rage ignites, much like a Garu's, and pulls it back together. Mass calcification cannot be dodged. Oof. Okay, so threads of energy shoot out as the weaver webs start to wrap around all of you, dropping your dexterity by four points if you are dropped to zero you are trapped and stuck in your current and locked away basically wait so if we if you have less than four dexterity in your current form you're trapped in that form you can shape shift still into a form with a higher dexterity if that gets you to move again but that will require willpower roll so clarification sure i have four dexterity Normally uh-huh. in in Krynos. Okay. Uh, I have activated Parabellum, which gives me an extra point of dexterity when attacking the creature that caused the combat. Okay. Is it is it specifically an extra point of dexterity, or is it a an extra to an attack well, it roll? Enjoys one additional dot of strength and dexterity when attacking the enemy. That then that... you can attack the enemy, but you cannot move from your position. It is, Wonderful. however, close enough for you to attack it. Your gift is literally powering your body. Great. Yes. All right. William. Yes. All right. I'm guessing your dexterity is less than four. It is exactly zero right now because I had four dex in uh, Glabro. All right. I'm going to spend a point of willpower 
to try and shift to Krynos, because I'm assuming I still have to... I'm still getting attacked by the snakes, unless the snakes yes, are, are getting calcified. Nope, the snakes are gonna still bite. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey, so you are able to shapeshift. It is your turn, no, so I... they have bitten you, and you've taken a point of damage, so you have that extra rage to use. Make, give me a stamina roll real quick in Glabro, diff six. Okay. So you are able to ward off the poison that is now coursing through your veins as you shift into Krynos and before the snake fur absolutely starts to spread across your whole body fur, you grab where the snakes start collecting down your neck, dig your claws in, and yeah, as you rip, 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 as it gets to your eyebrows, tip of your snout, and the top of your wolf nose pops off like a cork with blood, flesh, and bone showing as you throw it to the sides as the serpents wither and die and shift back into hair. Though the hair has skeletons within it, tiny skeletons of serpents. And now you hold your action. For the fur gnarl. All right. Kyle? I'm clawing at severely reduced <laughs> ability. He's not dodging, at least. That, that does help. His soak has not been helping him much until now. <laughs> so three rollover. You get two additional points of damage as you strike with all of your fury as the threads start to slowly break, slowly break, and you strike the center of the spirit as its body cracks all over, and a flash of light knocks you all back. Hang on for Korra. I gotta do this five times. Korra, you have the head of an antelope, the arms of a badger, the torso of a snake, the legs of a manatee, tongue that is shaped like a roly-poly bug. Dimitri, four times. The head of an anteater. The arms of a serpent. That you have two snakes' heads for arms now. The, the torso of a snake. <laughs> the legs of a newborn babe. <laughs> okay. Kyle, the head of a newborn babe. The, I believe that's the arms of a snake. No, thankfully not. That is the arms. That's the arms of a badger. The torso of a bird, and the same size as a bird. The legs of a snake. In that you have one long tail in this case. Oops. What, what in Book of Revelations is am you I the holding right now? You, unle you unleashed chaos. Head of an eagle, William. Arms of a snake. <laughs> I've got the head of a bald eagle. <laughs> With the arms of snakes that ripped it off. <laughs> yes. The no, not more snakes. <laughs> the, the torso of an armadillo. At least I can curl up and. The legs of a snake. <laughs> Your tongue is shaped like a roly-poly bug, and it bites like one too. <laughs> Same with Cora. You can be besties. All right, Mark. Oh, only three. Only two. You've got, you've got the head of a hot air balloon. <laughs> you have the arms of a newborn babe. Makes sense. He is full of hot air. All on a seven All foot right. tall Glabro. Zebulon, the head of a manatee, the body of an ant, the arms of, no, that's not a snake. That one is, uh, oh, arms of badgers. The question is, how many badgers? I was just about to Too say, many. say badger arms. You said ba you said yes. arms of badgers. <laughs> mm -hmm. As you look up, and there is a rip in the fabric of this place, and it leads to somewhere new. There's far more weaver webs within. Mark wants to try shifting into Krynos. Okay. You shift into Krynos as you are an enormous Krynos with a hot up, hot bear balloon for a head and tiny little toddler arms. Whoa, is that a toddler or newborn? Newborn, you're right, you're right. We gotta be, well, who knows? We don't have to be consistent, we're in flux, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
Well, you it's can't make that you. motion. Your arms are entirely too short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just... No! My personal physical text, no! <laughs> and I try to speak, but all you hear is just helium escaping, like, from oh, the tiny hole, so it's, it's like... The, it's, a, it's just, like, little blasts of fire that carry yeah, your voice. <laughs> so it's like... Oh. <laughs> there we go. This didn't work. I'm thinking we should go through. <clears throat> they said that Flux would show us a way out, and maybe this is that? But we might get stuck in this form. I'm not too sure how I can communicate with an anteater head, so I, I want to try to go back into my normal form, or normal Krynos. Okay. Form. You shift into Krynos as you have a giant anteater head filled to the brim with razor-sharp teeth. How unfortunate that you can barely open your mouth with your anteater snout. I, I should clarify, I meant use my force of will to change okay. myself. Okay, got model. it. It's the same cost as how, how to be big. Three Gnosis, and you have to roll a Charisma Primal Urge Diff 9. Okay, I only have two points of Gnosis left, so never mind. Let's go for the tear. Alright. Someone you bury me, please, because <laughs> I have the torso of a small bird. I, I have a torso of an ant. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't help. I got newborn arms. I'll, I'll pick him up with my snake arms. Just... <laughs> I got badger arms, I guess. We can still fly, right? We still have the wings from You Owl. still have the wings, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Be not afraid. <laughs> These giant wings exploding from my ant torso. Excellent. Oh, if that's the case, I can just pick Kyle up with my snake leg. That's true. And then fly. Who needs to slither? I need to ride. Why? It's just your head and your arms. Oh, yeah. You walk. Yeah, big baby. But how can they see? Not quite. He Do can they have see. Eyes? Yeah. You don't need Somehow. eyes. It's flux, baby. <laughs> He's right. As you pass through the tear and you feel the power of calcification leeching over you as you feel these forms becoming just a hair more solid, just a hair more real. As you see a spirit strung up, thousands of lines of patterned silk laying upon it as it looks up and it's, it, it looks like the infinite march of time going forward as it speaks slowly. Ah. Korachuharts, our room of the Get of Fenris. Korra, ah, but that is who you are. The possibilities have been narrowed, and you are who you are. I feel that we can all change. Not that we are who we are forever and ever. When creatures are born, they are pure possibility. Their decisions and the decisions of those they've never met and will never know, slowly lock them in place. Stasis locks in prosperity for those who have it, and suffering and injustice for those who do not. You are growing in years, Korra Two Hearts. How much of who you could have been has been lost forever? How much is left to lose? I don't... I feel like that's not right, though. That... Yes, time has passed, and but we always have the option to change. Not necessarily where we are if we don't have the ability to at the moment, but we have the ability to change our outlook on life and how we interact with people, and that can change our attitude and our spirit. How many perspectives have you taken that have truly differed and keeping things the way they are. How many of your hopes and your dreams have been murdered because you were told to temper them with pragmatism? How many dreams of others have you murdered when you attempted to preach the same to them? I can't tell you that. I don't know. As the spirit just leans forward, stasis grows, injustice locked forever, prosperity locked to a few blocks is coming to an end. I can tell I've changed much, or you do not even recognize me. 
What do you mean? I told you of all the lies you could have been. You can roll Intelligence Occult Diff 6. Cool. Fantastic. It's completely gone from your mind. Unless you'd like to use a mulligan. The 50% chance if you do use it. I'll try again. Okay. So, you recognize the spirit. Visions of a thousand futures. The one that came when you activated the necklace in the Umbra. I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you, but I do remember you now. It is because I have been locked in place. The future becomes more and more certain, and you are core two hearts of the Geta Fenris, and no one else. The little shifts and changes you speak of are the bouncing in the pattern, the pattern that has been created and crafted since you were born. The pattern upheld by 10,000 decisions, some your own, some not, some by others. The inertia of stasis, the coil is trapped, held within the pattern webs, and it will be turned into an even greater chaos beast than my brother, who you have destroyed, to get here. I... how can we help you out of here? It depends on your answer. As it tries to breathe, as you see it trying to, a bit of glow coming back and a bit of its old majesty starting to return. How long will you let the threads violate justice? Why do you let others determine what's right? Korra Two Hearts, Get of Fenris, Korra Peacebringer, Child of Gaia, Korra Strikes in Darkness, Bonar. How long will you be blind to possibility? And how long will you be bound to stasis? As the light gets sucked back into the body and several weaver spirits seem to be slowly moving down to continue to wrap the spirit due to his outburst. She's gonna try to not resist change and to let herself change as she as she tries to help i don't know well clearly i think we need to free the thing because remember the breaking of that fetish happened a long time ago yes so i do agree that what we need to do is free the spirit but what i was uh it's not freeing the spirit i think it's something else can i roll into cult for the coil Yes, uh, diff seven, please. The coil is sometimes referred to as the ultimate agent of chaos. It is one of the most powerful wild spirits to inhabit flux. It is in, in perhaps the most powerful wild spirit to inhabit flux. It is an incarnate level spirit of pure, unadulterated chaos and it makes Flux its playground. And to be wrapped in threads of the Weaver is concerning. I don't think Reckoning of a Thousand Futures is going to get out of this bind, or it'll be, they will be destroyed in the same way as their brother. I think finding the coil, which I cannot begin in my tiny brain to imagine this power here, but somehow, some way we've, and maybe change a whole lot of futures. Because like this, being has said, it's fixed right now. Or at least there are fewer. Free me, and I will create the passage with my flesh. And I shall do my best to give your bodies back. Let's get to work so this mighty and honorable spirit can pave the way for us to do something great. Yeah. So, what's the plan? Attack the threats first. That way, it's it's easier to get the spirit out and right. free. And sure, sure. All right. William, your arms do lethal damage, but if the enemy, if uh, whatever you attack right now fails a stamina roll, all the damage turns to aggravated plus one. Cora, your arms do strength plus three lethal damage as your badger arms attempt to maul the opponent as you wildly swing them into things. <laughs> Perfect. Sig... You do not have a claw attack, nor a bite attack. You are a kicking machine now. Yes. 
Krynos kicking machine because I'm still in that form. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> Dimitri, you lack a bite attack. You do have a tongue attack that you can use as a grapple. You also do double cool. damage to Weaver spirits when you have them in your tongue attack. Awesome. Because you're an anteater. All right, we'll just go in order. Cora, make your first swing against the webs. The webs have a default soak of just two, so you need to get over two damage after striking them, and that affects itself. Awesome, and you said that's the plus three? It's plus three, it's just lethal instead of aggravated. As your claws rip through and the spirit leans forward, out of sheer anger, it causes the three weaver spirits to explode in wild-like energy as he stands up, spreads his arms, and he looks at you going, the possibilities may become infinite again. As he closes his hands, you see him become the infinite stream of time going forward, backwards, and laterally. As existence rips open, his body explodes, your bodies become changed completely back to what they were, including your height, Dimitri. Thank and you, there is a rip in the fabric of existence as you see a great, almost snaking like a being trapped in the threads, covered in massive weaver spirits as you leap through. I need, please, a intelligence occult roll, difficulty eight, please. From everyone? Uh, for whoever thinks they can make it. All right. So, Zeb, Dimitri, and Mark, going over all this in your mind, you know for a fact there's no way you're going to be able to rip these, these threads off the spirit. It's too vast. There are too many powerful weaver spirits. Even if their essence is halved in this place, they are entirely too many and they are entirely too strong. However, you think back to when you entered this realm. Your rage was the spark that chaos clung to. It was the spark that allowed you to shapeshift. Perhaps you could spend temporary rage and bleed it into this place to call the wild energies here to start eating away and destroying the weaver's energies. This would put the weaver spirits on high alert, but perhaps if you're able to spend enough rage together that you can avoid the worst of combat. You can only create one reality hole per turn and you will have three turns before the Weaver Spirits get to you, and you have to join combat and decide how to use your actions, if that is how you decide to do this. If we don't start spending rage immediately, will they still come for us? They will if you get too close. They're clearly on high alert, but you're just on the periphery right now. They're more concerned about finishing up, crystallizing the coil to create an incarnate level wild beast or chaos monster okay on that line of thought of freeing this spirit uh could i could i let out a howl that'll help everybody summon up more rage within themselves remember that if you do that you double the distance that you are heard and that will start the clock immediately because the weaver spirits will hear you okay I guess, how much rage does everybody have? I have two. I have five temp right now. Three. I have seven temp. I have zero. I also have seven temp. How many do we need total? Good question. Guess we'll find out. So, just to... I, I would like to activate Luna's armor and my Lagomorph spoon. Okay. Um, just... Because I think I have the time to do so before this all starts. Sure, I've got call. three rage, even if... Dimitri doesn't get me any. I should be able to do one per turn. So, okay. I'm gonna activate uh, resist pain. Okay. All right. So that's what one, two, three, four, five. Yes. Well, like, like five totally. Or I mean, first turn five. First holes. five. First turn five holes. Yes. As you see these massive spiders, there's one that's the size of a small house 
with giant metallic legs and giant laser cannons with on on its body starting to approach. There's about there's two of those and then about ten of the smaller hunter spiders that you had seen guarding the elevators to the cyber realm. Alright, second turn. Ten holes have been created as there is a shiver. Everything seems to be strange as you see snaking tendrils of chaos energy entering this place. All right, is everyone spending a total one rage to rip a hole open? Okay. Uh, If it's the third turn, then I'm out of rage then. Okay. So you have got 14 holes open. The spirits are here. Let's, Let's just go through... I'm going to say you you each have two hunters on you, and then Cora William, you have one of the big ones on you. Do with that information as you will. Declare your actions. Do we get rage? You get rage. Yeah. Cool. Cora will spend two rage and dodge uh, the two rage claw attacks towards the smaller, smaller spiders. Okay, so you're going to attack. Okay. Now going to make another hole. Oh, wait. I guess we, that means we don't have enough. Then no, no I'm not going to do that. Um, I am gonna dodge and spend one rage to make another hole. Okay, uh, roll that dodge for me. We're just going to roll the attacks and just get that out of the way. Okay, okay. You're in lupus. You have one extra die to your dodge. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh yeah, T6 right. F1. It's a failure. All right. Moth spider shoots. It's three rollover. And roll soak, Cora. All right, you're able to soak the bullets that come into you. Second spider shoots. Roll dodge. All right, you dodge. Nice. And now the big one. Awesome. Misses. Oh, fantastic. All right, and you spend a point of rage, and you rip a hole with your uh, your lupus jaws as you grab the sky itself and tear it down as there is an explosion of wild energies and it dissolves, instantly killing all the weaver spirits in the area. As the energy shoots off in all directions, dissolving all the pattern webs, and you see the great coil released. It is everything at once. It is a thousand galaxies being born and reforming themselves infinite times over. You see the dawn of time. You see the death of existence play backwards till it reaches the beginning. You see evolution in its entirety. You see evolution make vast jumps. You see the possibilities. You see innovations of technology that are completely new and completely disrupt the life of humanity. You see time moving forwards, backwards, laterally through the infinite possibilities that were your existences before have been are going all at once. As the spirit speaks out and you Feel in your bones written into them a thank you from the spirit. As you hear, you remember hearing its voice in the womb. It speaks to you in times when you could not remember it and only can remember now. Did it speak to you in the past? Was it destined to always happen? Or has it changed your past now based upon your actions? No one can say. It is then that you get this strange feeling of blue in your veins and a strange feeling as your bodies become light and you see yourself moving forward and laterally in time as you see the infinite of your own body as light passing the multitude of colors and spectrum always as the coil tells you that it will indeed help you out of the realm but you will have to find the realm you wish to leave to as you see a million gateways open and you have to get to them as it goes. But now chaos is here. Experience it in all of its glory for that is why you came here. I am sorry that you had so much of the weaver in your experience. I shall give you this place in its purest form as behind you a black hole opens, but it's also a thimble, it's also a bucket. It is a shark, it is a dinosaur, it is a bird. You are light, you are a worm, you are a drop of water, you are an infinite speck, you are a bacterium, you are Cora Two Hearts, you are Kyle, guards the low, 
Dimitri howls in memory. Mark guides the fallen. Zeb speaks in sweet whispers, and William grows matrices. You are all of these people. You are Sam, you are Tyler, you are Sean, you are Adam, you are Thomas, you are George. You feel yourself gazing upon a screen and looking at light dance upon a screen and fill your mind of images of yourselves within your body. You are the written word. You are notes in a notepad hidden on a computer screen. You are a thousand things all at once. And you must run, for the delete key is coming. The bucket is swimming. The bird is coming for its early worm. And there are only so many holes, so many doorways, so many gateways that you can flee through. And Gaia help you if you get it wrong. I need you all to roll. Or I need one person to roll Perception Enigmas, difficulty eight. And then you I need to tell seven. me, okay. And then you need to tell me which realm you wish to return to. That includes the material realm. So I have seven. Anybody got higher than seven? I have two. Okay. Let's have, let's awesome. have William do it. Let's have William do it. Yeah, he needs the experience. What could go wrong? He needs the experience. No, okay. All right, difficulty eight, you said. Yep. And w- so real quick, which realm are you going to? going for because that's what this is this is going to be which gateway to which realm you want to go to well uh this all started in the umbra in the penumbra it, the correct term is prenumbra right penumbra yeah that's the one closest to the physical realm mm-hmm. so i'm going to focus in on that to try to get us there to the penumbra all right thank you make all that right. roll you spot the right doorway and you point it out Everyone, I need a strength athletics roll. You are trapped in your Hamid forms for the sake of stats in this flight. It is diff six. You need to succeed to get out of here. The cost of failure is high. Keep that in mind when it comes to mulligan chips. Success, 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 success. I think that everyone succeeded. As you all run to the gateway, uh, we're going to say the one with the highest successes is the one who has to roll Gnosis to get you out of there. And that one is Mark with four successes. I need you to roll Gnosis difficulty. Difficulty nine, please. As you pass through and you land back in the penumbra, you are back at what appears to be Sacred Stone. The nearby city seems a little smaller. Really unclear as to to why, but it is a bit smaller as you get up and start to move as you can finally start making it back towards Karen Ground. Super duper. Let's start our way back. I guess maybe taking it a little bit slow since we might be we are probably tired. Sure. As you slowly approach, you hear a kind of a kind of scream and then a roar and then a howl. The howl is the one you understand. The howl asks who approaches Sacred Stone. We'll give our greeting, of course. You are approached by four humans. One of them you recognize, it's Steven, as he looks over in Kyle and goes, Kyle, hey Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. Steven, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you guys too. How was your spirit journey? Intense. And incredibly odd. <laughs> Chaotic, you could say. Oh, sure. I get it. Hey, let's, uh, we heading back to the, uh, heading back to the Sept, huh? It's good. We're getting ready for a mood, actually. Just a good celebratory mood. Oh, what happened? Just, um, another, another rite of, uh, unification with our brethren, the Pharah. Cora's gonna blink a few times. That's incredible. What do you mean it's so exciting? I I mean, I'm excited to Cora, but you know, we usually have these once a season. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, but we can take Troy in it, you know? Okay. As you see one of the others, a Native American uh, man going, for being the Geta Fenris, you are quite the spaz, Cora, two hearts. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> It's okay. So, 
You ready to uh, race back to the Karen? You think you can beat me this time? As he cracks his neck. I'm always down for a challenge. Let's go. Animal form? Sure. As he shifts down into a great wild boar. And we will shift down into lupus and we'll race. All right, let's race. Uh, Stamina athletics, please. You got him beat as he's just like, (sighs) shifts into Hamid so you can understand him. Damn, did damn good job. Guess I'm off my game today. Coral shift into Hamid. That's all right. Ah, you've got a lot to to look forward to tonight. To think about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Well, I'll catch you guys at the moot. Uh, me and Steven will carouse later and uh, keep some of the police off of uh, the homeless population. Sounds perfect. And wild pig tends to create less of a stir than wild bear, so I'm going to try and keep him in line. Our Garel brethren yeah. do not appreciate that rumor. Understandably. You guys have a great night. Sure. We'll uh, see Steven, you later. Steven goes, hey, I got some extra booze under the uh, the same tree as last time. Uh, grab it during the moot? Um, I'll try and remember where it is, yeah. Cool. Hey, take it easy, Cora. You know what I like? Sure, yes, I do. <laughs> Beating up cops while drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the it softest. Like the perfect night. <laughs> it's giving you softball questions and you still choke. Come on, Cora. Come on. I you're making us Garu look look stupid in front of our Farah brethren. You s- as he gives you like a one-two punch. Come on, I'm the one who's supposed to be trash. Oh, you're gonna uh, be there for my Athro challenge? Congratulations. I will do my very best to be there. Perfect. That's... As he walks off. <laughs> so much happened. <laughs> How long were we in there? Or rather, how long has passed since we've been in there? I don't I don't think I, that's the concern we should have. I don't think so. I have time since Keegan. How much time has gone by? The amount of time that has gone by is several months. It's about, oh, if you do the, the math, it's April, uh, April 30th. They're not talking about the Grand Concord. So has the raid on the Black Spiral Hive already occurred? Had to have been gone. successful. Can I shift into lupus and make like a perception check of some kind to see what else is feels different sure could you give me a perception alertness check please let's make a difficulty six in lupus all right as out with the minus two that is with the minus two yep cool no no smells that you can really pick up on dimitri the only thing that you notice and everyone else notices is that uh, there are way more people on sept grounds for a celebratory moot than normal. I think with us rescuing the spirits of Flux, it has changed the timeline or, you know, the possibilities that might have happened in the past and possibly in the future to bring us to this current present. So our friends and family as we know it are slightly different as they are different possibilities. Well, if this is so, I think there's no harm in asking and telling why we feel out of place, maybe. We just came from Flux. Certainly this is a something that they could understand. I think one of the biggest things that we can ask is the two years that you've been that you guys were gone in Erebus, while the Glasswalkers were taking care of the Cyberdogs. That would be a pretty good bit of questioning to find out what actually happened in the past that we might have that might have changed. Or if maybe this place didn't fall. You start moving along. Uh, I need specifically from Kyle and Cora a perception alertness check. Were we in lupus form? You were in lupus. So your difficulty is down. It'd be diff four instead. Yeah. So, Kyle and Cora, you both notice the uh, most obvious difference and stand out. You see Iron Howl with his daughter and his pack laughing around the fire. You see Andy paints with Twilight, but no Bloodwind. You notice that Teresa Fate Dancer has a scar you don't recognize from before. And it seems like this Karen 
has a much stronger older brother presence than you remember. As one of the members of the Council of Elders is Malcolm Wormherder. Lots of different ways that we can go. <laughs> you want to go talk to Malcolm? Uh, feel free. I just... So much of what I remember is wrong. Uh, you also notice, Cora, that Calming Storm, Wild Speaker, River Caller, and Sings for the Brave are all alive. Though Arcadian Watcher is not here, nor is her, her whole pack. Gotcha. Crazy idea. Mark wants to look for Carson Faces the Storm. Okay. He's not in Sept Ground. Do you ask about him? I will. Oh, that Garu? Yes, he's been routing enemies through the Midwest. He's been using his position as a Silver Fang to make some headway. He's been butting heads with the Ice Stalkers in the North who have now made uh, stronger ties to Younger Brother. Though he has a bit of a stronger claim and a stronger alliance with the Forest Walkers of the Gorel tribes. It seems also that the Qualmi are interested in Carson Face of the Storm and seem to be positioning themselves with him along with the few American Simba as well. I definitely want to go to one of the moon, one of the moon bridges to see if there's one for Sept of the Five Mirrors. Okay. Those usually get opened during the moot. Okay. So I, uh, I'll wait to find out. What's I everyone else doing? feel like our best option right now would be to speak with our pack totems. I don't know what we would ask them, but I, I feel like that would be the, the best course of action as to what to do next. That sounds reasonable to me. Very wise. Hey, dipshit. As you hear over your uh, shoulder, Dimitri. You move seps and you don't even say hi to me? I left my sep duties to come to this place because you said it was so cool. I'm going to turn around and see who's talking to me. It is, of course, Jess Wolfcaller. The gatekeeper get a Fenris from the Sept of the Winterfang. Uh, Jess, I just got back from a quest to Flux. Oh, I, why? You're weird enough already. I am, but I just figured I'd be weirder just for a change of pace. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, what's up, you dastardly dickbag? I haven't seen you in a while either. She shoves Kyle as hard as she can into a tree. It's good to see you again, too. Yeah. And you always come around with Dimitri for some seasonal moots, you know? I figured I'd exchange the pleasantries. Here, as she opens up her jacket and pulls out a bottle of whiskey and hands it to you. Oh my, you remembered. Yeah, I'm, I I remembered. Are you going to drink like a Geta Fenris or are you going to look like a child of Gaia while you drink? I'll do my best. I'm sure that I will bring great honor to the children of Gaia, but I don't know... Don't know if it would be good enough for the Fenrir. Okay. Cora, I thought you were going to kick him into shape. Oh, he's stubborn. We're working on it, though. That's part of the reason I like him. And she nudges him really hard in his ribs and walks off. See you at the moot, Dim. Yeah, see you later. You split up and you go to your respective totems. We'll start with Bear, as it is a nice spring in his realm as he opens up and gives a yawn. Oh. Welcome back, my children. Thank you, Bear. Um, As he extends his arm and gives you all a big hug. Aw, nice big hugs. Bear, we've come today because we're a little confused at what's going on. I know. When B fell and she dragged down the Sept of the Hidden Blade, you took it very hard. Yes. Bear, you know we just came back from a spirit journey. We... We were in the land of flocks, and things are quite different than what we remembered. How so? Well, there are people that we had lost. There's, there's Farabear, and we don't remember that. <laughs> oh, the fair have always been there. Speaking of which, it doesn't seem like you've performed my ban yet. You're supposed to feast in the spring and fast in the, fast in the fall. You have not feasted yet. There's a moot tonight, and we can feast then. Kyle, Mark? Bear, are you certain that we're your pack? Of course I'm certain. I feel you in my heart now. I feel your spiritual energies when these corruption tried to blind me. 
and corrupt this place. I remember when pain and hopelessness after the fall of the Sept of the Green struck you and you watched Agatha die, and the urge ones whispered to you when you entered Erebus with your with the other pack. I feel all of that in my heart, Kyle. Those those are not the things that we went through. We similar journeys, but not the same. I know Flux does strange things. Perhaps it rewrote your entire history in your mind, and you remember alternate selves that Flux showed you, and that this has always been real, and now it's as if you're waking from an illusion. One of our final acts in the Flux was actually the freeing of the coil. Perhaps this was our gift. The coil has been known to gift strange things, change memories, change bodies, change genders, or even change fairer species. It has been known to change Garu into spirits, and humans into Garu, if they find themselves there. It can change much, but it cannot change the whole course of human and fairer history. It's not powerful enough to do that. The Weaver is still far too strong and is far too locked in the notions of time. To me, it seems more likely that the coil changed your memories so that the homecoming would be far more pleasant. So this, I guess, would be a silly question then. Is it real? Is it ours for us to follow? This pet new path? It was the same path. You just thought you were on a different one. Why the coil does anything, who's to say? Mark will shake his head and kind of point to his head, smile, and just sit next to Bear and meditate upon his words. And also meditate. I desperately need Gnosis. I, it's hard to accept that so many people are dead and that so many others aren't. That nearly every memory I have of being a Garu is wrong in some way. That How many wars of rage were there? Bear gives you an inquisitive look. Wars of rage. Okay, out of character. Just suggesting. We recount our memories, the war of the, the stories of the wars of rage, what we have discovered to Bear. Honesty. It's honest because it's what we know. It's what we have memory of. It's what we've been taught. I think I think that could be helpful, though I'm not sure what we'd be looking for him to answer, if that makes sense. Might it's as well try. Answer. It's not really to find an answer. It's just to find understanding. Go for right. it. Yeah, go for it. All right. All right. There, our memories are filled from times of our change to our training to our actions and adventures for the nation that wars of rage were waged against the Pharaoh because the Pharaoh had caused great, great evils against Gaia. But our packs had learned there was much much around the wars of rage that weren't just so we witnessed events took part in happenings that showed us that these wars of rage were just great crimes against the pharaoh caused by the and we had been on the path to try to right these wrongs more of a secret clandestine mission of our own these are packs and it's just it's just so surprising and it just catches me off guard to see that something that we strive for something that we had just in the beginnings just started planning and it's it's just worked perhaps that was the coil's gift to you perhaps it gifted you time with those you cared about i know that you all worried so much for worm herder when bloody snow died or that you recounted the tales of the right of the departed for Brian Firstwolf when he saved Roger's life. It sounds like these visions gave you more time with them, and it gave you time in a world that seemed hopeless. If the Garu had declared a war of rage against the Pharaoh, things would be dire. The worm is still growing in strength, but through the unity of all of us, there is hope. And I think the gift of hope and rekindling that hope is what was needed. The world and the stories you tell me burden my heart to think of a world like that. To think of Garu hating their cousins. And it's unthinkable to me. Now, look to yourselves, and I'm sure you'll have answers. Gaze deep upon who you are, and there might be answers there for you. There are clear streams and ponds here. 
to do so, if you so choose. But I think I will sleep for now. I think time here would help us. This realm is yours to spend as much time as you need. I've told you that before. Meanwhile, in the oasis, Great Owl swoops in silently. The yellow eyes glow. Great one, we've returned from a journey to the land of flux, and we find ourselves stuck in a fever dream. When we left, we're losing. The Guru nation is losing. We come back now to peace between the Guru and the Pharah. People that were dead alive, cairns that were gone are back, as if the greatest wishes of those among us were suddenly granted. I am having trouble reconciling this reality. I won't speak for the other two. Your thoughts, brothers? It is a slap in the face and a surprise that my whole history as I know it is different. And for me, it's something I can't put into words. I I can't stay in this different world where everything is different. I can't pretend to be a version of myself that I don't know. Perhaps you should look upon yourselves. The pool, the oasis. Perhaps there are answers there that will aid you. Look at yourselves. See what you see. And perhaps you will be able to consult the tomes of your memories. We shall, great one. Brothers, I am sorry that if we have to look back upon pain and reopen old wounds, but it heartens me to know that we would turn away from a lie that would put honey in our ears that is the but poison to our brain. Let's look deep together. In the realm of bear and the realm of owl, both packs approach a clear pool to gaze into. They all look down and they all recognize the same thing. They couldn't see it on each other, but now they can see it upon themselves. Their scars are on the wrong side. Zeb's eye, missing eye, is his right, and his left is whole. The burn scars on Korra are on the wrong side. There are no new scars, no scars that would suggest the adventures that they'd been on, just mirrored. You may now make an intelligence occult roll, difficulty seven. Anyone who wants to make it. If we yeah, don't I, have a cult. Then the difficulty goes up to 10. Okay. I, I just remembered that Dimitri is missing an eye too. Yep, uh, it's the exact yep. opposite of- It's the exact opposite, yeah, so. <laughs> you're... William, you believe that you have dimension hopped and that this is your grand reward to fight, uh, fight the worm on better footing. Dimitri, Mark, and Zeb, you recall a specific kind of realm. Sometimes this realm happened when Garu entered the dream realm and exited improperly, though it seems that uh, not properly passing the gauntlet in flux out creates the same effect. It's called a mirror realm. A mirror realm is a small chunk of reality of what could have been, but it isn't true reality. Just a sight into what it could have been. And the only way to escape a mirror realm is to do what happened in your own timeline. I like my version better. Yes, just let our brains compute. <laughs> Out of character question, just so I can understand, does that mean we have to kill everyone? You, so have, to to you have to start a uh, war of rage. Oh, oh, and that's the, worse. And the initial <laughs> accusation is that the Pharah are agents of the worm, and the Garal are the easy target. Yeah. So Kyle being rebirth can be a, a sticking point. Like an open declaration in a move. You guys might want to discuss this when your characters are back together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you all collect together and find a secluded spot, you all know what the others have figured out. The dread is written on all of your faces. Not mine. We know the conclusion. The only thing I could think of is making an accusation. As I remember in the Silver Record, when that existed, that the Pharaoh of the and serving the worm meant that we needed to destroy them because Ru were Gaia's chosen people. The Garal were the ones that were easiest to accuse, which is, well, it's going to hurt you all especially deeply. What are you talking about, Zeb? In the War of Rage, 
the accusation, the legends are that the Grawl can do certain things to heal Gaia and to heal other people. Since we're here alone, not that maybe the secret doesn't matter here, resurrection. Right, I was they there. Would taint, they would draw taint into their body to do that. So when people looked at the Garal, they would see taint within them, and therefore deemed that they were of the... No matter what the Garal said, it didn't matter. This is why the Ragabash come, to question what we do now, to make sure that never again in our madness will we go and strike out at someone else. Like that, in ignorance and not understanding, because it's a disdain and a mistake. But if we never did it, that's why they're the ones in my mind that we would accuse first. That would carry weight if we were to bring the accusation, which is but what starts why, the war. But why accuse and start a war of rage here? My brother, the revelation was given to us when we looked into the water. We saw, you should have seen too, that this is a mirrored realm of somewhere else. And not our history, and not where we belong. And it instead is a, a rose-colored shade of some lovely place to be where nothing bad happened. And we need to leave this place. What I saw is that we jumped dimensions. This is just a possibility that could have been and we are now living in. And what where we did live is now a different possibility. So this is a gift that the the coil has gifted has given us. I will not argue what you have seen, but I will tell you what I feel and know within me, and that this duty, our sacred duty, is to go back and fight the worm and make sure the place that we came from is where the fight is, so we go there. And you, among all of us, have seen the horrors of what needed to be done. Taking that away from you now to where those things just don't matter anymore. I couldn't live like that. I don't think you can either. You're still in a room, right? I am. And we still believe in the fight, right? Yes. And this might kill us, right? Death has always been an, a possibility. So are you looking for the fucking retirement home? Or are you looking to go back to take the fight to where it needs to be? So why don't we just round up everybody here? Some of these people don't exist anymore, brother. And that's the hardest part about it. And that's why brother Dimitri here, brother Howell's memory, needs to look at people that he knows are dead, that he will never see again. Because they are. We're the only reflection in that mirror. The rest of this isn't real. And I won't live in a fantasy. I don't think you should either. I've always looked up to you, Rhea, and I can't argue your decision and your logic. So if you want to go through what you are declaring, I will follow you, but I am giving you what I have seen. I value that, William, and I value us coming, you know, coming with us, leaving your step and the things you've had to do. I value it extremely, and I am sorry that the only thing I have to offer for you is that it's going to get harder. It's only going to get harder. There is no other divine reward I can give to you. There's no other promise that would mean a damn thing. So thank you for saying what you saw. Keep that. And I hope that we don't damage our relationship here now, but we have to go. And we have to go back. War will come. Pain will happen. Imaginary memories, true people. No one can say, but this fantasy will be shattered and a war of rage kindled next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you in that next episode. Bye. 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 Goodbye.